glad to be in, there we go. Are you glad to be in God's house just one more time? Has God been good to you? Has he done something special for you? Who woke you up this morning? Started you on your way? Put food on your table? Clothes on your back? We serve an amazing God and he is truly worthy to be praised. We want to take this moment to just welcome each and every one of you to our worship service today. You may be seated in the presence of our amazing God. Um, we want to welcome you to our top house, our top light. Top light. Had to get that right. Top light. Anybody know what top light stands for? Tabernacle of praise and lighthouse is in the house as we, come on now, as we worship and magnify the name of the Lord today. We want to just thank God for our first district day. Come on, we can put our hands together. We can put our hands together. Amen. One of many to come where we will be gathering and worshiping together, fellowshipping together, magnifying the name of the Lord together, coming together. Amen. We are one in the name of the Lord. Amen. And so we worship today. Or This is here our district day. So we want to welcome you in the physical space for coming out and worshiping with us. Do we have anyone visiting with us for the first time? Let me just start there. Anyone visiting with us for the very first time, amen. Well, praise God. And for you who are viewing with us online, we thank God for you. We know that you could click that button and go anywhere else in the world, amen. Sister Mary, Sister Mary, you're visiting with us, amen. This is going to be your home church, but praise God. <laughs> Amen. Well, we met earlier. Thank you, Sister Mary. Praise God for you. And to our visiting um, family and friends that are online, we, work, we welcome you and thank God for you as well. We know you could click that button and go anywhere else in the country, but you have made a conscious decision to worship with us today here at Tabernacle of Praise. And so we want to thank God for you for being here with us. Amen. Um, at this time, we do want to just share some things with you as we celebrate. Um, first of all, while we're celebrating, we want to celebrate all of our birthdays. Amen. Now, I understand our elder had a birthday on yesterday. Come on, Elder Harris. Elder Harris celebrated 10 plus years. Come on, somebody. 10 plus years. Huh? <laughs> he is official. Amen. So we praise God. So we'll celebrate a birthday this month. Amen. Come on, all of our birthdays. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up in the house. Amen. Praise God. We're not going to ask you your age, but we are going to say praise God for you and pray that you will celebrate many, many more birthdays prayerfully if Jesus don't come before then. Any anniversaries in the month of December. Any anniversaries in the month? I have to Deacon Rackley in the back. Did your hand go up? Amen. Amen. We came down so quick. I was. <laughs> he did. I missed it. I was slow. Well, we praise God for all of our anniversaries in the month of December. Can I ask our birthday babies to send up one more time? We want to sing happy birthday to you. Amen. Thought you was going to get out of that one, huh? Amen. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Amen, amen, amen. And many more. Well, we praise God for you. Also, we want to invite up Sister Jan. Um, she has a very special announcement she want to share with us at this time. Um, as she's come, can we just praise God for her? Happy Sabbath. Right. So as we approach a new year, we look forward to the great things God is going to do in our lives and through our lives for others. And so to help us continue or begin a daily practice of prayer, Sister Karen Lewis and the communications teams are organizing a monthly prayer calendar. And this will consist of three items each day they would like us to pray over. And also Chaplain Barry Black of the United States Senate has asked each member to fast every Tuesday and pray over those three items. So you might not be able to fast completely from food, but you can set aside sweets or sodas or pause social media or television, whatever you're led to do. But the purpose is for us to connect with God on a deeper level and understand what his will is for us. Okay, so I'd like to share this passage from Ellen White. We are living in the most solemn period of the world's history. The destiny of Earth's multitudes is about to be decided. Our own future well-being and also the salvation of other souls depend upon the course which we now pursue. We need to be guided by the spirit of truth. Every follower of Christ should earnestly inquire, Lord, what would thou have me to do? We need to humble ourselves before the Lord with fasting and prayer and to meditate much upon his word, especially upon the scenes of the judgment. We should now seek a deep and living experience in the things of God. We have not a moment to lose. Events of vital importance are taking place around us. We are on Satan's enchanted ground. And this is from the Great Controversy, page 601. So we encourage everyone to take part in praying daily, using that monthly calendar as your guide and being blessed by God. Amen, amen. And I believe there are some, a few handouts of that calendar. So if you see, could you raise your hand, Sister Brenda, in the back? Amen. Our faithful usher and what else, what else you do here? Just, yeah, pass out fans and make sure if you don't want one, you still get one. Amen. Please see her if you want um, one of those calendars. Amen. Um, as we continue to move, we want to remind you on tomorrow, we're having our special um, end of the year. It will be online. Um, we'll make sure that you get that Zoom link. Um, 2024 is up on us. Uh, we're closing out another year. And um, I, I thank God for another year. I thank God that we were able to close out um, another year and to be able to go into a, a new year. And so we want to spend that time together tomorrow at 4 o'clock hour um, we'll make sure that you get that Zoom link um, so that we can um, just spend that time together. Um, you know, we know God is going to do some great things for us. And lastly, um, we want to remember in prayer our um, very own um, minister, Joseph Price, um, who lost his sister today. 
um, and he's still here with us. He will minister to us. We're going to have our top praise come back up, our praise team. It's um, Tabernacle of Praise, if you can come on up. Um, they're going to render us another selection. He's going to have to step away. Um, we also want to want to remember Chanel in prayer. Amen. Praise God for you. She's here. Wasn't feeling well, but she is here with us. Amen. Um, we also want to remember Roderick in prayer. So we will have, we'll have another prayer time um, later on in our service. But I just want to offer up a word of prayer as we enter into our worship time together this morning. Let us pray. Father, again, we're so thankful, so blessed, so honored to be able to come before you on this platform. Um, we recognize, Father, that without you, we can do nothing. But with you, we're more than conquerors. And so we give you all praise, honor, and glory. And as you continue to pour out your blessings, remember Minister Price. Remember uh, Chanel. Remember Roger. Just remember all of those that are battling with health issues that you will cover and keep. Now come into this space. Do what you do. Let us not leave here the same way we came. But let us leave it with a newfound love for the things of God. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. But I thought it was just doing the prayer. But God is good. soon to return. Come on, choir. Help me sing this song. One day soon. One day soon. I don't know. I don't know how long. But what I do know. But he's coming back for me. He's coming back for me. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp. With my lamp. Trimmed and burning. Trimmed and burning bright. Can we do that one more time? Can we take that from the top? Come on, family. One day soon. Come on, family. One day soon. I don't know. I don't know how long. But what I do know. Is that he's coming back for me. Back for me. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp. With my lamp. Trimmed and burning. Trimmed and burning, trimmed and burning bright. Oh, yes. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, world. Come on, can we just wave? I don't know. But what I do know is that he's coming back for me. Well, yes, he is. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp. Trimmed and burning. Trimmed and burning bright. Well, yes. He's coming back. He's coming back. Come on, family. 
with majesty. majesty oh, yes. To say, come, my people, come. No more sickness and no more sadness and what? Trouble will be no more. Warriors, for all things will be. Warriors, come on, family. Goodbye, world, right here. I don't know how long, but what I do know is that my Jesus is coming back for me. He's coming back for me, and I'll be waiting there with my lamp trimmed and burning. Trimmed and burning. Oh, yes. He's coming back with majesty, majesty and glory. To say, come, my people, come. No more sickness and uh, no more sadness and sorrows. All things on earth. Goodbye, world. I don't know how long. I don't know how long. But what I do know that is coming back for me. He's coming back for me. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp. Trimmed and burning. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. What I would like to know is, will you be ready? Come on, family. Will you be ready when Jesus comes? Will you be ready? Will you be ready when Jesus comes? Ready, ready? When he comes again. 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 Ready. Will you be ready? Will you be ready? Will you be ready when Jesus comes? I want to be ready. No more sickness. No more sorrows. No more sadness. No more tears. No more death. When he comes again.
Come on, let's put our hands together. At this time, we want to invite up our deacon department, Deacon Rackley. Probably wonder why the pastor handed me a mic. He loud. So, but. good morning, Tabernacle Praise. You know, and, and I apologize. So I just, so I just did my head. Lighthouse. Top. Okay. Anyway, we're gonna get on what I'm doing. You know, in, in life's walk, God has a tendency to bring certain people into your life. And there's a person that coming through my life. It's been a big blessing. Oh, uh, a great inspiration. And it didn't happen until I came to Tabernacle Praise. And from the time that me and this person met, it's just been a joy, smiles. Good conversation and words of wisdom, I'm going to say from him. So at this time, I know you see six deacons standing up here, but I would like, well, seven deacons, I apologize. But I would like for our ministry leader to step in front of all of us. And you put the box of tissue down. Aren't you the ministry leader? You the, you the deacon. This is not men's ministry. This is a deacon's ministry. Okay, okay, okay. And, and, and who are you? Huh? Well, anyway. <laughs> well, anyway, a lot of words came to my mind because that's what happened. So I, I decided I'd just write down a few because this is your service, not mine. So he's meek. He's humble. He's diligent. He's obedient to God. He's reliable. He's very, very respectful. He's a committed husband, father, brother. He's steadfast. Oh, let me put on for now because he's, he's a great uncle. I've seen the love he showed his nieces and stuff. He walks upright. But most of all, he continues to commit himself to God's work, content in God's will. And I guess now, since I told him to come in front of me, I don't need to tell him who I'm talking about. <laughs> but, but this morning, Brother Deacon Charles Michael Mike Reed, on behalf, and let me, let me back up because I, I need his wife to come up here for a minute. On behalf of the deacons, we just want to show you how grateful we are. So here's a plaque on behalf of the deacons. And here's an envelope 
This envelope, this envelope is yours also. Mike, you got an envelope. It's on the other side now. But as much as I love this brother, I'm going to give him a hug. <laughs> but I, get, I asked his wife to come over here because I ain't kissing him. <laughs> so, and I, I, just asked his, I just asked his wife to come over here because not only us supporting him, I have seen her and experienced her and developed a relationship with her also. And she gives him the utmost support and respect. Oh, and also, <laughs> forgive me for using these words, she's a watchdog when it comes to Mike. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love you, sis. I, I love no, you, too. I mean no harm by the words. <laughs> and also, I'm not going to forget her, even though she's out there taking pictures. Linda Weaver, his sister, is just as supportive of him yes. as his wife. Amen. And also, I asked his other sister to be here. Where you at, Diane? She's not here, but his sister's just support, even though it's God's sister. But my, my, I ain't going to do no roll call because okay, I get the okay. mic back to pass. But anyway, I want to thank you all for these few moments because I'm just a firm believer. When I was growing up, I always listened to the older people say, give people their flowers while they can smell them. So I'm also a believer. Say what you got to say about a person while they can hear it. And if you got something to reward them, Reward them so they can enjoy. Amen. So I want to thank you all for your attention and your patience. Appreciate it. Right. Can, uh, can I say something now? Uh, I am really surprised. I'm, I'm standing back to the door. And he said, Deacons, come up. I'm like, okay, we coming up for what? You know, but I had no idea. But uh, the Deacons, I love these guys right here. Brother Miller's head all of them. I love them all, and I really appreciate it. Uh, this great church, Pastor uh, Fields, and then his, his uh, First Lady Melanie. Uh, I love them all, and I thank God for them. Thank you. Just one minute. This is Deacon Miller. Uh, <laughs> Mike took over from me as a head deacon. And I was proud to let them know that I thought he would be the next head deacon. And he would do a good job. And he has done a good job. And he's got, what, seven men behind him? Six, six men, what, seven? Oh, seven, okay. In other words, he's got men behind him. And they're standing up with him. Now, that's the, this is the big job of being a head deacon because he's got to know everything that goes on in church because if he's not there, he's got to have somebody there. So just support him, and we're going to keep praying for him, and we're going to get stronger as deacons. We're not going to fall slack. We're going we're to step up and be firm and do what we're supposed to do. Now, you know, I'm saying we... And you know I'm not going to do very much more, but I have done enough. <laughs> I, I haven't retired. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here, and I'm going to support them. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Well, appreciate it. I was a little reluctant to stand. Uh, 
but Brother Mike, Brother Mike, so you know that there were some elders. We weren't up here, but we got you too. We got you, man. We love you and we appreciate you. And you're just well deserving. You deserve it, man. Come on, can we put our hands together for Brother Mike? We will now hear from our stewardship department. Our stewardship department. Good morning, church family. Y'all can do better, all these people. Good morning, church family. All right, we got the lighthouse with us this morning. Praise God. Amen. God is good all the time. I find no fault in him at all. You know, our conference has a square up with God project going where each quarter you want to make sure that you haven't overlooked or forgotten about some tithe or offering that should have been put in. And if you, has anybody here ever been to court? Yeah, you've been to court. They always say, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember your story. So it's kind of like that with tithe and offering. If you're honest and faithful throughout the year, you don't have to square up because you're already squared up. Have you ever had a friend who you uh, do so much for this person? You might take them to the store. You might buy them some groceries. You know, you give them a ride to work. You even pet sit for them whenever they need it. And then when you ask them for a favor, they get all get an attitude, right? You always asking for something. Why don't you handle your own business? You need to grow up and be a man or a woman. You know, after all that you've done for this person, throughout the whole year you've been kind, you've been generous, you've been giving, you've been running around errands for them, and when you ask for the smallest thing, they got the nerve. Jack, like you haven't done nothing for him, and why should I give you anything? It's mine. Why should I give it to you? Those are what you call short changers. When you give them all that you've given them, and then when you ask for something back, they don't want to give you anything. They short change you. You give them a hundred dollars for something, and then you ask for a dollar, and oh man, uh, I give you fifty cents. That's all I can do. Or if you give them a ride to church or to work every day, commuting to work, you give them a ride every day, and then when you ask for a ride around the block to pick up your car, which is used to take them to work, man, I ain't got time for you. I got, I'm watching my program. The sports is on. Shortchanging you. When you go visit them in the hospital, they sick on their deathbed, and you there taking care of them, providing taking care of looking after their family, and then when you get a cold and ask them for a cough drop, no, nah, man, I only got two left. Short-changing people. Family, does God look at you as a short-changer? God not looking at you as a short-changer, is he? All that he's done for you and all he asks is that you return an honest and faithful tithe and offering as well as your time, talent, and temple for him? Are you shortchanging God with your time? You can't even come once a week to visit his house and you want him in your house all throughout the week? 
He's given you all these talents. Everybody in here has so many talents, you don't even know them all. And when he asks you to just use them for his service, I'm, I'm tired. I, I, don't, I, I just ain't that type to get up front. I'm not a leader. I can't, I, I, uh-uh, uh-uh, I just can't do it. And your temple, your body is your temple. And it's not yours, it's the Holy Ghost temple. And we are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is not another miracle bigger than your body. And yet we just abuse it. We don't take care of it. We don't give it right nutrition. Shortchanging God again. And tithing offering. I don't even need to hit that, do I? Are we shortchanging God? We give to everybody else but God. They call this the square up because it's where you come even or bring what's behind up to par. If you do it all throughout the year, you don't have to worry about bringing anything up to par. If you share your time, talent, temple, and treasure with God throughout the year, 365, 24-7, you don't have to worry about December 31st coming because you're already square with God. Let's make it our purpose, each and every one of us, not to try and square up, but just to be square and honest throughout the year. God has done it for you, hasn't he? He is always there when we call. He's always providing for us. Can we just make a decision this coming year to say, I'm going to do the very best I can for God's glory and not shortchange him next year? Would our deacons come forward to lift our morning tithe and offering? And also, if you uh, don't have to give today, you can give through our cash app, dollar sign T-O-P giving, or go to AdventistGiving.org and look up Tabernacle of Praise or Lighthouse Church and give that way. God is always faithful to us. Let's do our best to be faithful to him in 2024. Dear Father, we thank you so much for the privilege that you give us to return unto you as you have returned to us. We ask and pray that you will bless this offering and tithe, as well as our time, talent, and temple to be used for a worthy purpose, that of spreading the gospel message to all the world in this generation. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen and amen.
Good morning and happy Sabbath. Oh, you don't have to tone it down. This is God's house. Amen. Amen. I was thinking back over my life. Not just for today, God is blessing me. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Happy Sabbath, everyone. It's so good to see us together again. Amen. Amen. For those of you who don't know that we were a district with Top, our sister church, around 2013, somewhere in there. Yeah. Amen. But we've always remained family. Amen. 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 And how many of you have been blessed so far just on today? Amen. Well, it is now time for us to say thanks to God for what he has done thus far in our life. Amen. How many of you believe that we would be looking at 2024 in the less than 48 hours? Amen. Ain't God good, as my family would say. So if you have a desire to come to the altar just to give God praise, to lay your burdens down to him, to intercede on behalf of someone else, or just asking God, what will you have me to do in 2024? We talked about that in Sabbath school, how we need to take ownership of what God has called us to do. Amen? Amen. But mm, God is good. Most heavenly God and Father, Lord, we say thank you for being a blessing to us. We thank you, God, for the grace and mercy that you have provided us with, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for providing for us each and every day. We thank you, Lord, for giving us those things that we have in need of and just the overflow of what you desire us to have. We thank you, Father, for this day that you brought two churches together, Tabernacle of Praise and Lighthouse, to set a standard, Lord, a union once again, Lord, for us to be connected with you, O oh God, to do what you have called us to do. Father, we ask that you look upon those who's lost loved ones, Brother Joseph Price. We ask, O oh God, that you touch Sister June Davis, lost a furry friend yesterday. We ask, oh God, that you wrap your arms around those who are still mourning the loss of their loved ones. We are needing encouragement, oh Lord, to go out and do your will, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you would touch those who are lonely, who are sick, the shut-in, those who just need to experience you on today, oh God. And then, Lord, as we stand here in faith, laying our burdens down to you, giving you praise, thanking you for what you have done. We pray and ask, oh God, Lord, those things that your people have in need of, we ask, oh God, that you would do those for us, especially those things that we can't do for ourselves. And then, God, we ask that you show us how to go out and spread your word in 2024, touching the lives of those who need to have an encounter with you like never before but also, Lord, taking no credit for what you have called us to do. We're asking for healing and restoration in our families, in our communities, 
in our workplace and in our homes, oh God, and even in our churches, oh God. We're praying and asking, oh God, that no one leave, go into 2024 with issues with one another. Trusting you, Lord, and following Matthew 18, 15, oh God, knowing that you're asking us to do those things, Lord, we're going to walk in faith. And then, Lord, we're also asking that you show us how to renew new, show us how to do new relationships with one another, to love on each other just as you love on us. We thank you, Father, for the word that's getting ready to go forth on today. We pray, Lord, that your family here on today would be encouraged, Lord, that not only just be encouraged, Lord, but see you through new eyes as we continue to trust you and follow you and wait upon your return, we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory in your matchless, omnipotent Son, Jesus' name. We say thank you, Lord, and amen. Truly, it's a privilege to be able to join and worship together as a family the last Sabbath of the year. We're here exalting the name of the Lord in worship and fellowship together. We know that God is a shift changer. And so if there are anything that we were expecting in this year that we didn't see God to, we didn't see fulfilled, just knowing the season to come, God is faithful to do that which we ask of him. So this song is simply called Atmosphere Shift. We want him to shift our perspective, shift our heart, shift our mind, shift our work ethic, shift the way we love each other, shift the way we talk to each other. When we yield ourselves over to God, there's nothing that he can't do in us and for us. 
God. God, we just want God to have his way settle in this place. Truly, he's here. So, God, we just want your presence to arise all the more. We want your Holy Spirit to come down and saturate this place. We want our hearts to be open to receive that which you have for us today. Lord, we know that there is only one name, one name, and it's your name, Father God, that we do this in.
the Lord on my soul and forget not all of his benefits bless his holy name for he is truly worthy of all the praise all the honor and all the glory have you been blessed so far hallelujah
God is good and all the time. And he is amazing and he is so good. And I just thank God for our praise team, our choir. Come on, can we put our hands together for a lighthouse? Every time I hear that song, it, it sends me into a space of just straight worship. And I just want to just, just cut loose. Hallelujah. And then Tabernacle of Praise, I tell you, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm blessed, y'all. I, I listen. <laughs> I, I, I was hearing the prayer song as I was praying. I was hearing the song being played, and I I figured it was just a, a feeder, a filler. I didn't know that it was a cue. Amen. But we praise God for the music ministry. Can we put our hand together for our musicians again? And while your hands are together, can we just put your hands together for yourself? Amen. God is so good. I just thank God for every last one of you. I am aware we've been having, we've had a blessed time thus far. And it's, we've only been at this an hour, not even an hour. It seems like we've been at this. So we have some time on our hand, praise God. Amen. But God is so good. And again, I just want to welcome everyone here today as we fellowship and magnify the name of the Lord. He is truly an amazing God. Without him, we are hopelessly lost. But with him, we are more than conquerors. I don't know if we were able to get this up and running, but if not, we're good. We'll just go with the handheld. But God is so good.
privilege to be able to stand as your pastor. I must say, if I can be honest in here today, that after what I have experienced in serving both churches, I am truly blessed. I say that in a sense of um, realizing that um, that this past can be kind of weighty just a little bit taken out of the um, the, the scripture here. Amen. Um, it can be a little weighty, but at the same time, God will put no more on you than what you're able to handle. And if I can be transparent and share with you today that in my life as well as in your life, that there are times when God will send you through something because he's not only trying to prepare you that there is somebody on the other side that he needs you to minister to. And the truth of the matter is, it's not always easy doing that which is uncomfortable. It's not always comfortable doing that which should be easy. But at the end of the day, we declare God is our God. At the end of the day, we pray a prayer, Lord, have your way. And when God began to move and God started having his way, there are times we buck, we jerk, we snatch back, we do the Jonah, because we're not seeing what God sees. And if we just trust God just a little bit, just a little bit, you will realize that he knows what's best. So I just said that to say to somebody that God is able to sustain you with whatever you're going through. That God is able to keep you in whatever you're experiencing right now. If I can be honest with you in here today, there are times when the pastor will get and the, and the pastor is expected to have the answer. And I want to be honest with you today so that you won't be disappointed when you call me and I tell you, use the other mic, it's too much feedback, too much. Amen. They can't hear online. Amen. Give me one second. Let me just turn this off. Amen. Or we can turn it off up there. Amen. We want you online to get this because there's some good stuff that's already been said. And, um, and, and it's coming straight from the throne of God. And so, as I was saying, if I can be honest in here, there are times that God will take you through something because God is trying not just only to save you, but he's trying to save somebody on the other side. There are individuals that you haven't met yet that God wants to save through you. And as we look at our text today, it's simple obedience. You will understand, hopefully, a little bit better that in following God's plan and following God's way, 
and going about it the way God intended for it to go, you will find yourself in a better place. And the reality is you may not understand it as we will find out in our message today. It may not even make sense to you. It may seem crazy that God would have me do that. But the reality is that is what's best for you. We read in our story here found in 2 Kings chapter 5. A story of Naaman the leper. Naaman, this man, this commander of the army of the king of Syria, the Bible tells us that he was a great man. So we're not just talking about some average person that showed up on the scene, but this is somebody that the Bible deemed as great and honorable. So this is not just a normal somebody or an average somebody. This is somebody that God see as special. That God sees and, uh, uh, and, and, and not just see, but he is someone that God has bestowed special favor upon. Now, I don't know about you. I, 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 I could use a little favor in my life right now. I, I, I don't know about you. If, if I can just speak to me right now, I can use a little bit of favor and a little bit of anointing in my life right now. I, I, I can use God in my life right now to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can think of or even imagine. I could use some of that right now. I can use a God that is able to speak things into existence. I can use a God like that. I can use a God like that right now in my life to help me understand some things that that just don't seem to be lining up right now. I could use that kind of a God right now. A a, a Naaman the leper. Now, 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 the thing of Naaman, when you read the story, the Bible doesn't tell us anything about his his background as far as if he how much of a religious man he was. If if he read his Bible three times a day, the the Bible doesn't break it down to let us know if Naaman was a prayer warrior, if Naaman was faithful when his tithe and all. The, the, The Bible doesn't give us that type of background about Naaman. But what the Bible does share with us is, my family, is that Naaman was honorable. And that God saw something in him worth saving, worth fighting for. Can I put a pen right there? Because I need somebody out here to understand that it's not about what the teacher said. It's not about what your friend says. It's not about what they say, but it's about what God said. You see, everybody don't see what God sees. Everybody's not going to understand you the way God understands you. Everybody's not going to always be able to get along with you the way God can. So somebody, listen, I said before, and I'm going to say it again. I need you to follow me, family, that you can do everything right. Cross all of your T's and dot all your I's. You can do everything right and somebody going to find a problem with it. I didn't write the book. I'm just trying to live by it. Somebody's going to find an issue. Somebody's going to find fault. Somebody's going to have a problem with you just simply being you. 
You hadn't said nothing. You hadn't done nothing. You just showed up in the room, and all of a sudden, your name, here, here she come again. That, 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 there he go again. Always up in somebody's face. And the truth of the matter is, no, no, nobody will really understand you. Listen, listen, married couples, I'm going to need you to come on in here a little close because me and my wife, there are a couple of times we had to go see Judge Judah. We almost had to go see. We almost had to. <laughs> we, 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 we almost had to go check out Maybelline. I'm a married couple. I need you to come on in here. I need you to understand something here that, 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 that even your spouse, you're not going to understand everything. They're going to they gonna make a move, and it's going to flip. My wife and I been married 25, going on 26 years, and we're still learning some things. You're going to always be in that space. So I don't care what you do. Somebody is going to either be a little different. Somebody may be okay with it, but the reality is only God know you inside and out. Name, name it, name it. I don't know what name it did. I don't know. I don't know what type of what type of connection Naaman had with God for God to see him as someone worth blessing in such a way to where now kings looked up to him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Verse two tells us uh, 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 right here, and, and, and the Syrian had gone out on uh, on raids and 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 had brought back this young girl uh, from the land of Israel she waited on Naaman's wife this young girl right here a captive someone that had had every right to be upset mad and had a problem with 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 Naaman if, if anybody had a problem with this man this young lady right here should have had a problem but instead what she do she blesses the man of God. Uh, 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 she, 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 she blesses him by way of letting his wife know that there is somebody that I know uh, 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 that, 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 that has the ability to heal him of his disease. I, 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 I know of somebody, if we could just get him to that person, uh, uh, then, then Naaman, I'm sure that Naaman disease, his leprosy would be cured. Name, name, how did you get such favor that even the, 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 the individual that, that, that was held captive in your home blesses you? Trying to help somebody out here on this job. You're having issues on your job and you're trying to figure it out. And I just need you, if you just trust God and hold on to God, even those individuals that have issues with you on your job, if you just trust God a little while longer, they will, God will flip the script and those same individuals will be blessing you all day, all the day long. Same individual. That had a problem with you yesterday will bringing you gifts on tomorrow. We'll be blessing you. We're speaking highly of you. We'll be speaking honorable things about you because of who you are connected to. Naaman, I don't know what Naaman did. I don't know why Naaman had such favor over his life. But this young girl, uh, uh, she said, if you can just get him uh, uh, to the prophet. 
then he will be able to heal him of his disease. So what is interesting about Naaman in the Bible is that Naaman was a great man uh, with his uh, uh, master and a high and, and high favor because of him. The Lord had given him victory to the Syria. He was a mighty man of valor. The Bible tells us uh, uh, that the Lord, uh, uh, the God of Israel, had given Naaman his success. It was the Lord God that gave Naaman his success. Naaman didn't go out and earn it. Uh, 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 Naaman, Naaman didn't go, go, go out and, uh, and politic for it. Naaman was just being Naaman. Naaman was simply just being who he is with leprosy. With a disease uh, that, that, that everybody, was, you know, you would think the Bible said with leprosy, you, you stay away from. But instead of staying away from Naaman, he drew people to him. The very disease that's supposed to keep people away drew people to him. We're talking the favor of God. We're talking, we talking, we, we talking God's favor on Naaman. Why was Naaman so favorable? Why, why, what was it about Naaman? That made Naaman this man that God saw worthy to, to, to bless him in that manner. Was Naaman this brave soldier? Yes, he was brave. Naaman was a, 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 a very brave, brave soldier. In the, uh, going out, uh, uh, subduing countries, uh, uh, going out, uh, uh, just, 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 just wreaking havoc. God saw something in Naaman. That Naaman didn't even see in himself. God sees something in every last one of us. For whatever reason, family of God, it goes unnoticed. I don't know why we tend to not see the full potential. I, 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 I can't quite wrap my mind around why is it that it's so hard for us to see the greatness that is within us? Why, why, why is it that, that, that it takes somebody on the outside to see our potential? To see our worth? To even see our value? Because the reality is, my family, if we was to go through here and do a room check, some of, some of us, we don't see ourselves as valuable. We don't see ourselves worth fighting for. We still fight with issues and trauma that happened when we were children. We're still dealing with issues that happened 15, 20, and 30 years ago. We still have insecurities. We still don't trust like we should. We still don't open up like we should. We still have barriers that we have built up. And I'm trying to help us along the way by letting you know that you are valuable. That you are worth fighting for. That you are somebody, not because I said it, but because God said it. And if God said it, it's guaranteed. You can stand on it. You can build on it. You can do great things with it if God said it. Reality is we're still dealing with trauma. We're still fighting with stuff that we would think somebody would be over with. 
Still dealing with the hurt that mama's gone. Still dealing with the hurt that daddy's no longer here. I'm still dealing with the hurt of a past relationship. I'm still dealing with the hurt that my child left. I'm still battling with the issues of, 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 of a job that let me go. And I can't understand why I'm still dealing with it. Still dealing with problems that I should have, that, 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 that I was dealt with a long time ago. But it seemed as if stuff still keeps showing up. Many times I prayed on it. I gave it, I gave it over to the Lord. I, I laid it at the throne. I've given it to Jesus. But for whatever reason, it still shows up every morning when I wake up. The drama, the problems is still there. Every time I turn around, it seems as if the trouble was still there. I, I, I don't know why, Lord. The reality is God see value in Nathan. He saw Nathan in a way that he would bless him the way that he did. Naming a leopard and this young lady goes to him, goes to his wife and said, if you can send him to the king. Send him to the prophet. Go and let him have a conversation with the prophet. And the Bible says that it happened when the king of Israel had uh, uh, read this letter that the, that, the, that the king sent, the king of Syria uh, uh, sent the letter uh, 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 to the king and said, Here, I'm sending you this man. I need you to heal him of his leprosy. I love the way the Bible puts it because, see, uh, the king, the king, uh, when he received the letter, it threw him. The king of Israel, when he received the letter, uh, 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 the, it, it threw him. The Bible says that he tore his garment. He ripped his clothes. Wait a minute. This is a setup. You done sent this man to me to heal. I have no healing abilities no healing power, didn't even take healing one-on-one. I, I don't know anything about healing, and you send this man to me to be healed. And the Bible says that the king of Israel tore his clothes and said, am I God? Am I God? To kill and to make alive that this man uh, uh, send a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Am I God? Why would you send this man to me? Well, you see, you have to understand the story because see, there was some there was some misunderstanding. The Bible says that Naaman, the young girl, said, "I'm gonna send you to a prophet." And see how the stories get mixed up, family of God. I'm going to send you to a prophet, not the king. I'm going to send you to a prophet and not a king. You see, too many times we go with what's familiar. We go with what makes sense to us. You know, I heard it said before that uh, if you check a person's checking account, you can see where their heart is at. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see where your heart is at. Yeah, I check your checking account and I see where all your duckies are going that let me know where you are. 
We go to that which is familiar, what makes sense, that which lines up with our belief system. It, 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 it doesn't matter that, the, that, 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 that God said, I'm going to send you to a prophet. The young lady said, you need to go to the prophet. Well, why, well I'll tell you, I'm going to go to the king. And too many times, family of God, we get off track, we miss the mark, we miss the point because we tend to want to do it our way. And God is saying there is a way that I have prescribed, a way that I've set it up, a way that I have designed it. There is a way that I have put in place some things I have set in motion. And when you veer off, you only making it worse. You're only making it worse because that's not the way God designed it. And I get it. It doesn't make sense to you. We're going to get to the story a little bit deeper. Uh, It doesn't make sense to you. It didn't make sense to Naaman. And too many times we move because it just don't make sense. Well, why he want to go that way? Why he want to do it that way? And not understanding that there is something bigger and deeper going on than you understand. You're not sure. See, you see, God will move. God, God moves in a way that will cause his children to trust him. God, move, God moves in a way so that his children will trust him. Because if God moved according to your way, then it's not God you're trusting, but your way. And too many times we find ourselves back at square one trying to figure out what's going on. And you're not stopping to realize that you're back here because you keep doing it. And it's not set up for you to do it your way. And we find ourselves, Naaman had to learn that, Naaman, why do I have to do it this way? Why do I have to go that way? Why am I trusting this and trusting that? And here it is. I'm I'm about to thump somebody upside the head. I'm about, this is district day. I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to. Let me tell you something. God is not the author of confusion. So just because you say, God say, don't mean God said. That was a drop the mic move, right? Did you see it? Don't play with me up in here. I ain't scared of none of you. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's about God. And God set things up in a way that he will get the glory. And whenever you start acting and functioning outside of the will of God, you're heading down the danger zone. It's a dangerous place to be. And let me tell you something. I don't mind bagging up and giving you 50 feet when you're moving like that. Because I understand and I recognize where my help comes from. I realize what God is doing in my life. And let me say it again. When God is moving, God moves so that he will draw people to a closer relationship with him. 
And whenever you have major, and I mean major, opposition in the church, we need to stop, dial it back, and check out to see who's really at the helm. Because too many times we go back and forth, back and forth, like we playing double dust trying to figure out how to get in and not realizing who's turning the ropes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say what you like. Say it. It don't matter. At the end of the day, to God be the... Is that what you were playing to me? To God be the glory, great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son. So why am I tripping? Why, 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 why am I in a space right now because somebody, she said, he said, he did or he didn't? Let me tell you something, 23, I'm not taking that stuff with me over here. I'm not doing that. I, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm, I, I, you know, I just celebrated a birthday in 23, and I'm praying to celebrate one in 24. And each time I celebrate a birthday, I'm finding out, Doc, that I have more years behind me <laughs> than in front of me. And it's too many, and it's high time for us to quit playing church. It's time. Because I'm going to be honest with you, at the end of the day, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess. Naaman had to learn this. Naaman had to come to an understanding. We're talking about simple obedience. It's not hard, Naaman. Now, if the man had told you to go and do something great, you wouldn't have had a problem. But the man simply said, go down to the Jordan and wash. Simple. Just obey. You see, we love making mountains out of molehills. We love taking that which is simple and make it complex. We want to make it seem, we want to be intelligent. We want to be the ones with the bright ideas and, the, and the, we'll be the ones that, 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 that came up with the idea. You know, this was, this was my idea. You know, I figured if we would just go down there and just do it that way. And God said, you don't have to do all of that. You don't have to do all of that. It's not hard. Jesus has done it all. There should be no reason we should be in church mad. There should be no reason we should be in the church mad at each other, upset. There should be none of that stuff going on in God's house. There should be none of that issue over here and over there and, and why she did. So what? The, she, 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 she wore the, the pin on the left side versus the right side. I had to think of something right there. I was trying to. <laughs> I left my notes about five times and I won't go back and then I get pushed out again. It's like everybody, it's like a drop the call, like the call dropped. I try to dial it back and then it get dropped again. So I'm just going to let the call drop.
worry about stuff that really don't have no significance. Come on, name it. Teach us how to have simple obedience. Teach us how to just simply follow the command of, the man, uh, of God. Teach us, name it. Help us to quit adding our own thoughts and our own ideas, name it. Help us, name it, to be about our Father's business. Help us, name it, so that we can get the healing that is so rightfully ours, so rightfully deserved. Help me, name it, to get what God has already promised me. Why do I keep going backwards? Lord, quit letting me go the wrong way. Quit allowing me, Jesus. Lord, put a block up. Do something. We're going into a new year, family of God. We're going into a new space, family of God. And it's time for us to put the pedal to the metal. It's time for us to be about our Father's business. It's time for us to quit shucking and jiving and playing around with this thing and do what God has called us to do. Every last body under the sound of my voice, I believe God has already instructed you on the things that you need to do. I don't know you. I wasn't with you. But I guarantee you because of the God that I serve. His desire for you was to be with him. His desire for you was to be saved. There is not a body in this building that God did not die for. So you can't make me believe that God hadn't already reached out to you. And tried to get you to let some stuff go. Let some stuff be. Drop that alone right there. Quit picking that up over there. Quit walking by that way over there. I shut it down over here. I put up roadblocks. I put up detour signs. I've done all those things to get you to see that that is not the way to go. Why do you keep driving down roads that haven't been paved yet? Why do you keep going down places and roads knowing good and well the sign says one way, one way in, one way out? And you go on in there anyway, and then when you get to the end and realize you got to turn around and come back out, now you're mad, you're upset, you're frustrated, you're mad at the church, you're mad at the preacher, and I ain't done nothing but visit you in the hospital and pray for you and try to help you out, and all of a sudden the preacher is this and that and the third. And I've come this far to learn that it's all right with me because Jesus paid it all. And at the end of the day, I'm going to love you anyhow. I said that to say, I said it that way to say that nobody in here fits that category. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, we all have found ourselves in a space of discomfort, of displeasure, in a space where stuff just wasn't making sense. And we've all have done some things that we're not proud of. We've all have said some stuff 
that we don't want nobody to know. And the problem with that is, is that too many times we're often reminded. Sometimes every time you go past the mirror, you're reminded. And sometimes when you come to church, you're reminded. Because that thing has followed you all your life. So the Bible says that Naaman had an issue with what Elijah said and going down. And matter of fact, let me just bag up because I need to make, make this point as I try to wrap this up. Uh, 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 Elijah, once, once, once Naaman get to Elijah's front porch, uh, the Bible says that Naaman sends out a messenger. Naaman, Naaman receives a message from the messenger. Naaman had a problem because the man of God didn't even come to the door. You would think, that's what Naaman said, you would think that he would come to the door and wave his hand and flash some stuff around and yell out some stuff, you know. Uh -uh. But this man, he just sends a messenger to the door to relay a message. Go down to the Jordan and dip seven times. Bam. Shut the door. What? I done drove all these miles. I done went from St. Louis to Pennsylvania. For you to send a messenger to the door. Matter of fact, you speaking to me through the door. You looking through the shades. Just go down to the Jordan. Dip. Sometimes. You, you, you looking through the peephole. Go down. To the Jordan. Dip. Sometimes. You have gifts. You done, you, you, you excited. You done brought some folk with you. You just. And this is what you have me to do. And it took an obedient servant. To say to Naaman, bruh, you do know they black folk, right? <laughs> bruh, <laughs> on the fifth floor. <laughs> if the man of God had told you to do something great, you would have done it with no problem. But he simply told you, take a bath. And some dirty water. Now I remember when I was younger, <laughs> we swam in a creek in Brownsville, Tennessee. 
it wasn't just dirty water. But we realized after we splashed around about 30 minutes that it was the cow's thirst. <laughs> and it wasn't until we saw the cows and the bulls lined up on the edge surrounding us that we realized we were in the wrong spot swimming. Dirty water. What's wrong with the dirty water? Naaman's obedience kicked in. The Bible says that he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan. Now, I've heard many sermons. I'm not going to go down that road, but you've heard that he dipped one time and he and he dipped six two times and, and then when he came up and it was and then he went down <laughs> and he went down four times and when he came up he still had spots and you would think that he would have given up but you have to understand it wasn't seven it was only four so we go down another time, go back up again and, and go down one more time and, and he come up again and he's so, there are still spots. Naming. That's only six. Pin right there, I need somebody to understand that nine and a nine and a nine and a nine and a half just won't do. The Bible says seven times. Seven times. Naaman went down six times and there was no change in his situation. And many times we want God to change our situation, but we're not trying to be obedient and do what God has called us to do. Oh, God is saying there are some things that you have to do yourself. Quit looking left and quit looking right and be about what I told you to do. Quit getting mad and upset because stuff's still jumping, stuff's still happening, stuff's still breaking, stuff's still folding, stuff's still lacking, stuff's still not lining up. Quit getting mad at your husband and your wives and you not trying to change. You still hangry. You still upset. You still mad. You still short. You still doing all of this stuff, but yet you want them to change, but you not trying to change. You need to look at yourself. Quit blaming them and start looking at you. What are you trying to give up? What are you trying to change? What are you trying to let go of what are you trying to be delivered from you want everybody delivered but you ain't trying to get your deliverance you want everybody to shape up but you still functioning dysfunctional you want everybody to rise and everybody to bow and everybody to do this that and the third but you're not trying to do one thing and that is to be obedient to God You want everybody to live up to your expectation, but you ain't trying to live up to God's. <laughs> Naaman had to learn by simple obedience. 
that seventh time Naaman came up. The Bible says, oh, the Bible says that his body, he, his, 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 his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child and he was clean. The healing went, took him back to infancy. He had baby bottom. Because you do understand that the leprosy wasn't just on his elbow. His body was reeked with leprosy. And the Bible says in just simple obedience, obeying what God had told him to do. Family, we're going into a new year. We're going into a new year. And it is high time for us to obey God and do what God is calling you to do. God is telling somebody it's time to get on back in the house. He's telling somebody you done played out there long enough. He's telling somebody your time is running short. He's telling somebody that today is the day of your salvation. What are you going to do with it? Naaman, what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to run and trick yourself to think that you're not? You're running. You're running. See, you can fool some of the people some of the time, and you may fool most of the people most of the time. You ain't going to ever, never, Fool God. You just a legend in your own mind. You think you got God beat. You can't beat God. Your arm's too short. Can't box with him. But we try and we try. And it's time for us to let God be God. What am I saying? I'm going to end with this right here. I told you I left that all that all this down here. I'm at the end now. Three things and I'm going to get out of here. Real short and sweet. There were several things that verse 14 points out. But three things in particular. Naaman had to humble himself. Family of God, we got to humble ourselves. You got to get that attitude that, listen, your attitude, that attitude, they say it sets the altitude. And the way you deal with stuff, if you're not careful, you will only be dealing with your own self. Because that's what's going to happen. You're going to be all by yourself. So Naaman had to humble himself. Not only that, but that was perfect obedience. It was simple, but it was perfect. Naaman followed the command. It didn't make sense. He didn't understand it, but he followed. And lastly, 
and him doing that, Sister Bev, the Bible says he was cured. Anybody want to be cured today? Anybody want deliverance today? I want God to cure the issues in my heart. I want God to take all of the stuff that has gotten in the way with, of me and his relationship in 23. I want him to get it out. I don't want to take that into 24. If I wasn't faithful in prayer in 23, I don't want that to roll into 24. If I wasn't faithful, dedicated, and committed, if I was doing all of the stuff I wanted to do and putting God on the back burner in 24 and 23, I don't want to do the same thing in 24. 24, we are going into a new year, a year of obedience. I'll try to make it as simple as possible. It's not hard. It's not complicated. Because, see, there is still one very beautiful thing to notice in this story, which is more wonderful and more to be desired than physical healing. Even then, being cleansed from our own sin. Verse 15 Naaman was now absolutely convinced that there was a God in heaven. And from now on, he was determined to make this God his God. Naaman had to come to a realization that God is a healer. That God is the only wise God. There may be somebody here today that want to know this God. Maybe you know him already. Maybe you have fallen short. Maybe 23, you kind of dropped the ball a little bit and, 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 and today is the day you want to make it right for sure. You've bumped your head, you've scraped your knee, you've got your owies and, and, and now you want to get it right with God. If you're that person, I just ask that you would raise your hand. We just want to connect with you. I see you. I see you. Thank you, Sister Mary. I see you. I see you up here. I see you. I see you in the back. Thank you, Doc. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. We're about to pray. Jesus is soon to return. His return is imminent. Father God, you are truly an amazing God. You are truly worthy of all the praise. Without you, Father, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. So as we gather, we gather with the understanding that you are God. Simple obedience. You've seen the hands of those that have desired to make a new start, a new beginning. Lord, I pray that you will honor those requests. Honor them. Let 24 be a year of prosperity, not just for the sake of stuff, 
but prosper us in our relationship with you. And everything else will take care of itself. In Jesus' name, amen. We ask, let's put our hands together. We ask if everyone will remain seated as we now transition over to our communion time. This is a special time. I'm inviting my elders to come up. This is a special time in us as, as believers where we celebrate the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is this moment where Jesus at the Passover, for those that are familiar with Moses, the story of Moses when God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh had an issue with that and there were a series of plagues that, that came about as a result of that conversation. The last plague, there were 10 of them, the last plague was the death of the firstborn. God told them to put the blood over the doorpost and when the death angel comes, he's going to pass over the house that has this blood over the doorpost. We fast forward to our New Testament time when Jesus shows up. They celebrated that Passover all throughout the Old Testament, all the way up into the New Testament. And it was on that fateful night when Jesus Christ, right before he was crucified, he was celebrating the Passover. And it was during that Passover meal where now Jesus is instituting the Lord's Supper. And so that's why we're here. That's why we gather. So that we can celebrate and commemorate the Lord's Supper. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again now as we are about to partake of this Lord's Supper, your Supper, 
we now ask, oh God, that you will bless this table. We ask, oh God, that you will bless it from a common and normal use to a more spiritual and holy use. Bless the emblems. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
been overlooked? Has everyone been served? same night that Jesus was betrayed Jesus took the bread and after giving thanks he broke it gave it to his disciples and take he said this is my body which is given for you every time you do this you do this in remembrance of me truly Lord what a blessing it is to behold and understand that you have done this for us and because of that now, Lord, we dedicate and we commit ourselves to obedience to your law and to who you are. Thank you, Lord, for your broken body. Thanks for redeeming us. In Jesus' name, amen. For I have received of the Lord that which I also deliver unto you. 
And on the night that our, the same night that our Lord and Savior was crucified, he took bread, broke it, and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Amen. We will now have the reading of the cup by Elder Daniels and the prayer by Elder McCray. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is said for many of the remissions of sins. Holy Father, Holy Son, and Holy Spirit, we give thanks for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for allowing his blood to be spilled, that we may be clean. Now bless, anoint, and cleanse us now, for we do this in remembrance of you. In Jesus' name, amen. In the same manner, after he took the they broke the bread he took the cup he said this cup is the cup of the new testament do this in remembrance of me After they partook of this Lord's Supper, the Bible says they went out, they sang hymns. We'll have a deacon by the door to receive a, a love gift for those to, that want to give to help those that are in need. We'll now have our benediction by Elder Harris. Father God, Lord, we're so grateful for this beautiful service, Lord, as we commemorate your death for us, Lord. Lord, you said, though our sins be as scarlet, though they be red like crimson, Lord, because of your blood, you have made our lives white as snow. Lord, we thank you for the cleansing blood. Now, Father, may the Lord bless us and keep us, Lord. May he cause his countenance to shine upon us and give us peace, both now and forevermore. And the people said together, amen, amen.